All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. So do me a favor. Go to YouTube, subscribe, hit the bell for notifications, and of course, subscribe. Uh, like I said, subscribe, comment, and upvote as well. If you do that, we will be very happy. Anyway, Kedrick Riscano was at the Polynesian Bowl, and that leaves the all-star total for Ole Miss players this year. Ole Miss signed 12. Four of them were in national all-star games. That's that's a big deal. There's, there's no real way you can get around that. That's a third of the signee class going to major All-American games. You've got Aiden Williams and um, Santarian Perkins in the Under Armour game. Saw them with my own eyes. I was there. Love that event. I'm going to go back and cover that every year, whether or not Ole Miss players are in it or not. Um, although, if you're an Ole Miss player and you want the extra coverage, yeah, I'll be down there. So pick the Under Armour game. Um, I think the Rebel Walk is actually at the other All-American game in San Antonio, Braxton Myers. He who had the first three tackles of the All-Star game um, is going to Ole Miss and the Polynesian Bowl. Um, where Nico um, Imaleva, Imaleava, I think, is something like that, and won the MVP. But the MVP very well could have been Kedrick Riscano. You talk about a guy, Ole Miss at running back has a type. And this is what I noticed from Quinshawn Judkins whenever he was a recruit coming to Ole Miss. And that was his lateral movement. His ability to go side to side and make a direct hit into a glancing hit. Make a glancing hit into a miss. That ability right there served him increasingly well as the season went on. And he runs unbelievably hard and he processes and has vision at a very high level. That is what makes Quinshawn Judkins a great back. That is not a secret to anybody. Most everybody can know that. But Kedrick Riscano, he's a different back than Quinshawn. But his lateral movement is the same. You see him make slight jump cuts to the side to where that glancing blow becomes a miss. And he just becomes a handful for defenders to deal with. It is one of those situations where you, when you watch him play and you watch Dante Dowdle play at Picayune, you're like, well, you know, I like Dante Dowdle. He's a good player. But I kind of like this guy. I like what he brings. And you know if he plays high school football in Texas, he's very well coached. There's, there's no joke. We used to talk at the end at Rivals all the time. One of the problems with um, getting Texas prospects, especially Texas prospects projects, so if it's a three-star Texas player and a three-star Mississippi player, the Mississippi player has the advantage. But if you want a finished, polished product, kind of close to their ceiling, and you see that at a very high level, you get the high four-star, five-stars in Texas because there's less developing that you need to do. In Mississippi, you can take that three-star and turn him into a diamond. It's just what it is. I mean, the coaching in Mississippi high school is good. I'm not saying it's bad, but it's not at the level where it is in Texas high school. And they were able to build their staffs out to where there's, you know, 15 people on the field and, you know, Buddy Garrity auto dealerships are giving away cars um, to high school players and stuff like that, at, at, you know, at Dillon High versus West Dillon or whatever it is. Um, but you can see where Texas high school has a little bit of advantage over places like Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana. Now, the ceilings on those Louisiana three stars are going to be much higher at times because they're not as polished and you have a chance to develop them to where you want them to be. But when you get a high four-star 
or a five-star out of Texas, you got something. If you get one of those out of California, you got something. If you get one out of Florida, you got something. So we'll see exactly what happens with Kedrick Ruskana. Really, really good player. He ended up with 100, over 100 yards, had a, the game-winning touchdown. Honestly, when you look at all-star games, backs don't run for 100 yards in an all-star game. You'll look at the box score, and it'd be like six carries for 32 yards or something like that. That's what an all-star box score looks like because these games are dominated by linebackers and defensive linemen. The offensive lineman doesn't have the cohesion and time to, the time to build it to effectively block these guys. They're not bad. I mean, the defensive linemen aren't monsters. It's just the offensive line takes more time than the defensive line. The linebackers, you know, take less time than the running backs usually. And because of that, the defense has the advantage in these all-star games. If you see them play, when a team, when a player shows out, that's probably going to be a dude. When you look at Dante Moore and the um, what used to be the Army All-American game in San Antonio, the game he had, he's going to be a dude for UCLA. I mean, you can see it. When you look at, um, was his name, Zachariah Branch, who played in the Under Armour game and then went out to the Polynesian Bowl, he's going to be a dude for USC. So players like that, you actually can pick them out. And there's going to be players that had really good games that you don't necessarily notice. I always tell people, they always see that something is happening. They don't know why that thing is happening when it comes to football. And I am a why is that happening type person. Now, people make assumptions, they connect dots, and it's just the easiest, lowest common denominator you can get to, but that might not be what's going on. So... I'm looking forward to it. Congratulations to Riscano. Um, good back. He, I think he has a chance to be the two next year. And um, Ulysses Bentley, the fourth, is going to have to be ready. He he's he better um, pack his lunch pail in the spring and get ready to go because when Riscano gets here, that backfield is, is again going to be difficult. Like I said, he's got Quinshawn Judkins' lateral movement, and he's more of an outside player like Zach Evans. Now, I'm not saying he's as good as Zach Evans. I'm saying stylistically, that's what he'll be. So an inside-outside thing that we had this year, that could be on the table again next year. Unbelievably good back. I am unbelievably excited about this player. I mean, you look at Ole Miss's offense. You got an all-conference running back, which Ole Miss doesn't normally have. First-team All-SEC. Probably going to be backed up by Riscano. You got an all AAC guy running third team. That is what the running back room is going to look like. The wide receiver room. You've got Chris Marshall, a former top 30 player in the country. You have an all conference USA wide receiver. You have Jordan Watkins, who has proved valuable over the year. You got Dayton Wade, who actually performed last season. So we'll see exactly what he does. I think his, he's destined for the slot, by the way. Um, You've got Jeremiah Dillon, who was hurt most of last season, but has unbelievable potential. You've got Larry Simmons, um, good player as well. Players like Brandon Buckhalter, you know, he's showing up and doing what he has to do. He has a chance to break out as well. The offense has a chance to be special. Caden Priestcorn, Michael Trigg. You're going to see some 12 personnel next year. Telling you right now, Priestcorn and Trigg will be on the field together. They're going to play 
Triggett slot. They're going to use pre-scoring at a tight end, and they're going to attack the middle of the field. That is what I see when I look at this defense. And you've got that run game. They need to make those linebackers take false steps. As good as they are, like I said, full contact becomes a partial contact. The lateral movement creates. It also creates partial contact becoming a missed tackle. So you have somebody like Quinshawn, Quinshawn that has the ability to do that. They need to make those linebackers false step. They do so much deception in this offense. So much is about making those linebackers make a false step. And I honestly think they're going to try desperately to get back to that this year. Anyway, thank you. Thank you again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast. It's Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. It's Locked On College Basketball. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Anyway, thank you very much for tuning in today. We'll be back tomorrow, hopefully, um, with Pratt Rogers. We're going to have Derek Vandegrift on there, Kara McCutcheon. She'll be back shortly. And, of course, Tom Vanderford will be on here as well. Don't forget our space tomorrow night at 8 o'clock Eastern on Twitter. We're going to do that as well. So we're all about having fun and providing commentary and perspectives around Ole Miss sports. So this, this is a blast, guys. So hope everybody sticks around, and I will see you later.